Let's give it up one more time for Naharika. Ooh, um, that was really exciting. I was waiting on what song would play, you know? That was my big, ooh. Um, but yeah, what's up, Undivided? My name's Naharika, and I get the privilege to serve here as one of your guys' youth adult leaders, and I get the honor to be one of like the assistants at Summer Interns. So quick shout out to the interns, whoop whoop. Um, if you guys see them, give them a fist bump, give them a high five, because it's only been three days and they're already doing a killer job, so just shout out to them. Um, but yeah, thank you to Taylor and Noel. Every time you guys give me a platform, it's just very, it grows me and it challenges me, so just thank you for that and just thank you for everything you're doing for me. Um, but yeah, so I graduated from Kentwood High School last year, so usually when, go Kongs, yes. Um, if you didn't know, whenever someone talks about Kentwood on stage um, and there's like a random little go Kong screaming like in the corner, that's usually me because there's too many bears in the bear den and I think there needs some more conquerors, so there's that. Go Kentwood. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's great to be a conk, you guys. <laughs> but I loved my four years of high school, and I kind of wanted to reminisce on that um, as I was here today. And so I wanted to talk about the girl that stood here as a junior going into her senior year, the girl that was invited to UD on an invite night and decided to stay for some reason, the girl that decided to go to UD camp literally three weeks before UD camp was happening, the camp that was going to change your life. Yeah, that one. Um, no, literally true story. Ask Michaela. Like, I at one like 11 a.m. like service. I was like, hey, I need to go, and God's telling me to go. And so she's like, we'll make it happen. So it happened. Um, and to the girl that decided to stand on the stage for the first time and share her camp testimony in front of everyone. And so as I was preparing for this, I had found um, some notes that I had made for the first time that I'd spoken, and it had said, love God wholeheartedly not half. The life will bring you is so much greater. This is easier said than done, but if you truly find your identity in Christ and break down your fields, you'll find your purpose and the wild love for God. And that camp, that year's camp theme was wild, and let me tell you, God's a little wild. And I'm not sharing this to share with you guys that, oh, this was me two and a half years ago, look at me now. I'm sharing it with intent that God's working in you guys. God's gone over you guys, and God's shown that he's placed every single one of you guys in the seat you're in. And that he's gone over and he's gone through you guys to just show that he's planting those seeds. He's planting those seeds right now, whether you want to run from it, whether you want to hide from it, he's doing it. And I think it's so important to realize that because this was written two and a half years ago and it still applies to me right now till this day. And those things were said to me by leaders, by people that I lean in, leaned into and pressed into. So I just challenge you guys to be a little selfish to be a little out there and be a little bold and go up to a leader go up to someone and just ask them what their story is because every leader on the team has a different testimony has something else to share and you guys are here and we want to serve you guys and so just really press into that and learn from that and grow from that because let me tell you I leaned into the speakers that were here when I was in high school and I leaned into just the people that were here up on stage and the people out on the lobby, and I leaned into that and I pressed into that, and I can see the fruit of that now. So just, I challenge you guys with that, and I just wanna bow your heads and let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, I just pray over every student, every leader, every middle schooler, every high schooler, from people that have gone here for years to people that it's their first time tonight, God. I just pray that they're challenged, that they're just feeling equipped and ready to hear the word, God, and that you can just slowly just show them who they're becoming and the foundation they're creating, God. I just pray they can lean in and press into you and just hear your voice tonight. In your name, amen.
I'd like you guys to turn to 2 Corinthians 3. Um, I use the ESV version, but if you're, you're an NIV type of gal or guy, like, go for it. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, it starts and says, are we beginning to commend ourselves again? Or do we need, as some do, letters of recommendation to you or from you? You yourselves are our letter of recommendation, written in our hearts and to be known and read by all. And you show that you are a letter from Christ delivered by us, written not with ink, but with spirit of the living God, not with tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. Such is the confidence that we have through Christ toward God. Not that we are sufficient in ourselves to claim anything as coming from us, but our sufficiency, sufficiency is from God, who made us sufficient to be ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit, for the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. For the letter, but the spirit gives life. When I read that, that was a reality check for me. That was, am I letting the world decide what I am and who I am, or am I letting this decide who I am and what I am? And this passage is essentially telling us that our lives aren't written by the worldly and temporary people or words, that it's written by our loving Father that we're a piece of what Jesus Christ did on the cross and for what he's doing. Now, the question we have to ask ourselves is, how many times in our lives do we let the world or even ourselves speak into our personal lives and not the words of what the Lord has to say for us? How many times do we let the world decide our outcome, which results in the consequences of that? The funny thing about being in middle school, high school, and even college is that we're constantly saying, my life is awful, it'll never get better. That that relationship right there, it's never gonna get better that my family, Naharka, you don't even know, like that is not gonna get better. That sibling, we're never gonna get better. You don't understand, you don't know them, Naharka. They're, it's never gonna get better. But we don't realize that the, we're letting the world pour in to us than what Jesus has to say. That we're saying and the world's saying that it will never get better and he wants to take the never and take it out. That he wants to say that it will get better, that it hasn't gotten better, that he, doesn't want, he wants that it will get better. The book called the Bible, right here guys, it shows us what our life is and what it could be. Um, all we have to do is pick it, up, pick it up, open it up, and immerse ourselves. But what do we do instead in the morning? We pick up our phone, unlock it, open a social media, and let that define us who we are. We let our feed show us what our life could be or what it is. My baby brother and I were driving, if you don't know him, his name's Richie, kind of a dope dude, whatever. <laughs> um, but we were driving, and he's over there. He probably hates that. It's okay. <laughs> um, but we were driving, and he asked me, Naharka, why do videos on Instagram, like our Instagram stories, look better in videos than we are, in, like, than they do in person? And I thought about it, and I was like, dude, you're onto something. And I think that's kind of how we treat our lives and our faith, that we portray a video, we portray a video of what our life is just so, others to see, just so others could see what our life is and how they can commend us in that. We let those videos show us, but at the end of the day, the person behind the camera is left feeling empty, is left feeling hurt, is left feeling broken. And I think sometimes we think that just because, oh, we're doing this, this, and this, and our successes, that that's what's gonna fill our hearts. But then we don't realize that who's behind the camera and who's taking the video is never really content. We drive what others perceive as a satisfaction we need. 
We're driven, what, we're driven by what other people perceive as the satisfaction we need. We're driven by other people's perceptions of us, so therefore, that's what satisfies us. And I think that's kind of a mentality that a lot of us have, that we're satisfied by other people's acceptance towards us, that we're excited that, oh, this person right here, like, if they like me, I have it all together, that I'm in, and I'm cool. And sometimes we don't realize that just because someone else's fruit is bigger doesn't mean their roots are. And when we think about it, that Pastor Taylor Doc talked about a couple weeks ago, that you have to work at your roots. You have to work at it, and people aren't going to know. They're not going to know how long you put in that effort because it's underneath. And when I thought about this, I thought about carrots. You're going to ask why, but I just thought about carrots. And we think about it, and it's the little green sprouts and everything. And we look at the green sprouts, and we see success. We see getting on that varsity team. We see a happy family. Um, we see likes on Instagram. We see followers on Instagram. We just see multiple things, but then when push comes to shove, when the dirt is that comfort for people, and that's ripped out of them, you see the truth. You see that that root was never really there. That all that success didn't mean anything. It wasn't growing them. It wasn't watering their roots. And so with that, if you're titling a message, I want you guys to write confidence in your consequence. Parentheses, what is your teddy bear? Don't worry, we'll get to it. <laughs> um, but I remember when I was younger, I had this teddy bear, and I would never let it go. I think there might be a picture. Okay, there's Naharika up there with that teddy bear. Um, let me just tell you, this teddy bear and I were inseparable. That if I wanted to shower, this teddy bear had to shower. Um, if I wanted to go to the pool, you best believe this teddy bear was going to get in a swimsuit and get in the pool with me. Um, if we're going to a restaurant, that it's not five people at the restaurant, it's six, because teddy bear's there. Um, so <laughs> kind of like Hayden and Hops, and you know, so fun. But um, yeah, so we were, it was a summer day, we, it was, the sun was hot, it was great, and we were um, driving through a freeway, and I remember the windows rolled down, we were listening to music, we were gonna go to the mall, and we are gonna play at those mall playgrounds, super fun. Um, and I was just like, I had a little moment, and I said, Teddy was going to fly today. Teddy was determined to fly. And I was like, okay, we're going to let Teddy fly today. So what did I do? Put it out in the window and let it go. Did I think that Teddy was going to fly? Absolutely. Did Teddy fly? Not even close. <laughs> so with that, um, six-year-old Naharka decided to throw a tantrum all hell broke loose, and the car pulled over. My little brother was laughing in the back. My mom was trying to fix him. I was bawling hysterically. And what did my dad do? Get out of the car, go back. Thankfully, don't do this, friends, but it was on the side of the freeway, grabbed my teddy bear, and gave it back to me. Isn't this how we treat our life sometimes? We care so much about what tomorrow holds, what next month holds, what next year holds, and we want to know if we'll get an A in the class. We want to know if this relationship we're in right now, if it'll work out. And instead of thinking of what the end result will be, we'll do, we just toss whatever we want, whatever area we have in our life, and hoping it'll work out, hoping we'll get the end result. The consequences of my action come directly after my actions. The minute I let Teddy go, that's when I realized that that teddy bear wasn't going to fly. <laughs> We're so focused in that area of our life that we don't realize the repercussions or the consequences of what we decided to do. We realized we wanted Teddy to fly. We realized we wanted to get the end result, but we didn't realize that we needed to kind of pray about it and tell God what to do. 
What's amazing about Jesus Christ and our loving Father is that no matter what consequence is and whatever happens, he's going to walk back like my dad did to go get that teddy bear. He's going to walk back in your hurt, back in your consequences, back in that pain and that grief and that like unhappiness, and he's going to go grab that area of your life that you tossed and give it back to you. It doesn't necessarily mean that teddy bear is going to be clean or it's going to be perfect. He's going to give you that area back of your life that's going to be all great. No, it's going to come back bruised. It's going to come back hurt. But he's giving it back to you because he wants you to have that free will. That we have a father that's not going to constrain us. That's not going to tell us not what to do. He's a loving father that's going to hand us back our life to tell us what to do. And so I'm here to ask you guys, what is your teddy bear today? What's an area of your life that you don't keep to God? What's an area that you don't tell Christ, use me in this? What area in your life do you hold close and make impulsive decisions with? That could be friendships. That could be friends that decide, hey, let's go out on a weekend. Hey, let's go do this. That could be your schoolwork. That can mean, oh, I'm not going to do it. I'm just going to impulsively just let it go. I'm not going to do it. That could mean family. That could mean, oh, my family doesn't love me. I'm not going to do the same thing back. I'm just going to let that go. I'm going to hope one day it works out. No matter what situation you're in, you're in it for a reason and a purpose. And at the end of the day, your choice is your mindset. Will you choose to sit and wait till your season of blessings come? Or will you embrace the change God has given you? And find the lessons in that, you guys. Let me tell you, if you don't embrace the lesson that God is teaching you, he's going to bring you the season until you do. He's going to keep redirecting you. He's not going to say, oh, you messed up once, sorry, never again. He's going to redirect you until you constantly keep getting back in this season of knowing what's right. At the end of the day, you have to decide if you want to commend yourself or you want to commend the Lord. Because what Jesus Christ has for us is a forever bond, and the consequences are going to show that. And I think Pastor Taylor and Noel have done it like the best example I could show, share is that if they wanted to commend themselves in their past, they could have. They could have done what they wanted. They could have done wherever they wanted to go, but they decided they wanted to commend the Lord and what they had for them, what he had for them. And so with that, they decided they wanted to push for this ministry, and that's what the Lord was calling them to, and this is fast forward now, and we're here. And so that's just an amazing example, and with that, we ask ourselves, how can we be more confident in our consequences? So I have three points for you guys. Number one, know the strength of following Christ carries. I think when we first say yes to God, we're like, we're on cloud nine, we're so excited, and we're just so excited for just what our life's to come, and we expect this whole, oh my gosh, like everything is going to work out, everything's going to align, and at the end of the day, it doesn't. Everything is going to go way harder at you, everything's going to come at you like no tomorrow, but guess what? You get the strength of the Lord that he carries the strength. Strength is defined as the capacity of an object or a substance to withstand great force or pressure. And I think the end part is super cool. Withstand great force or pressure. That these forces and pressures are going to come at you, but you get the ability to have that strength in that. That strength comes in different, many different ways, you guys. It doesn't just mean physical. It means apologizing. It means praying in moments of doubt forgiving someone, owning your successes, that it's not a bad thing to own them. Failures, showing confidence, persisting through anxiety and fear, loving yourself and others, even when you don't want to. Strength isn't clear-cut, but it's a growth. 
It's like those roots that we talked about earlier, that you have to keep watering them. You have to keep showing them strength in order to see like the full result. Growth means choosing happiness over history and choosing not to look back, you guys. This means that, yes, you're watering them and you're constantly watering them, but you can't stop one once you start, you guys. Once you start watering, you have to keep going and you have to keep showing strength and every ability. Some days are gonna be hard, but some days you have to keep pushing at it because you don't want that to hinder you from anything. In 2 Corinthians 3.6, it had said, he had made us competent as ministers of the new covenant, not of the letter, but of the spirit. For the letter kills, but the spirit gives life. That he's the one that gives us strength, and he's the one that's going to shape us, and he's going to show us that we're confident in what our decisions are. Our second point, find validation in the words Christ has for us. I think this goes back to the whole situation. Do we want to let Sally decide how I feel today, or am I going to let him decide how I feel today? And it says it all in the Bible, you guys. In Philippians 3.20, it says, you are a citizen of heaven. In Romans 8.18, it says, you have a glorious future. In 2 Peter 1.3, it says, I've called you. And in 2 Corinthians 5.20, it says, you're an ambassador for my son. I don't know about you guys, but I think being called an ambassador for a son is pretty dang cool. I think it's better than some random guy DMing you and saying you're cute, or a girl telling you, hey, I like you. I think it's something that the Bible is only going to be sufficient for you, that this is going to carry who you are and who you're becoming. Third point, we simply give every aspect of our life to him. And this sounds silly, but it's true. All you have to say every night and every morning is, Jesus, I can't, but you can. Yes, the enemy is going to try to silence you. He'll try to discourage you. Try to steal your joy. Try to stop you. But at the end of the day, the answer is just God. That, Jesus, I can't do it, and you have to own that. I can't do it on my own. This is why I have you, and he's going to do it for us. And so I want to leave you guys with this. Your actions may now seem small. They may seem like they won't matter in the long run, and the truth is they won't. That your actions right now, what you do in math class, won't matter. What will is the consequences of your actions. Your actions itself are worthless if you don't consider your consequences. By taking actions that keep Christ in the center, you allow the consequences to reflect Jesus Christ and the plans he has for you. In order for you guys to find those consequences, in order for you guys to find that fruit, you start working day by day and day by day to know that what he has for you is greater and that these small actions, they may not mean anything, but then these actions are going to lead to something greater. And so let's just bow our heads and pray real quick. Dear Heavenly Father, I just thank you for each student here, every leader here, God, that they just know their value, that they know that they aren't in the world, God, that they are truly invested in you and just so grateful for you, God, that they're just poured into you and that they can constantly just know your love for them, God. I just pray that each student knows that they don't need the world telling them what they are and who they are, that they have a loving father that will tell them constantly and daily, and all they have to do is run after them and chase after them, God. And in your name, amen. Amen. Can we give it up for Naharka? That was amazing.